Welcome to Mad Splains, where we break down a question, event, news, or trend. My name is Becca from Mads Digital. Um, today, I'm joined by Lizelle. Hey, how's it going? How are you? Uh, I'm good. And today, we're going to talk about esports in the NBA with our esports content manager, Jordan Curl. What's up, Jordan? Hey, how's it going? Thank you guys so much for having me. I shouldn't say guys. Sorry, I'm so used to saying that. <laughs> Ladies, for having me. <laughs> Thank girl. you. Very excited about me here with you all. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, we we're really excited to talk to you and just kind of pick your brain and kind of just explore a different part of. MBA social and a whole other just complete division that like nobody really gets to really see on a daily basis. So this is super right. exciting. Right. Um, so we'll just kind of dive in. So Jordan, just tell us, introduce yourself to our, you know, audience, tell us, you know, who you are, uh, what you do for the Mavs and um, Mavs gaming, um, your background and what you've done before the Mavs, like in the industry, and just kind of just tell us about you. Sure. So, um, what's up, everyone? I am Jordan, as Becca said. I'm the esports content manager with the Dallas Mavericks, specifically focusing on Mavs gaming in the NBA 2K League. So, um, I'll just start with a little bit of my background. Before I got to the Dallas Mavericks, I had graduated in um, 2018 and from Northwestern with my Master's of Journalism. Um, I did a lot of freelance work during that time period. And even before I decided I wanted to be a journalist, I wanted to be a video game designer. So my first degree is in computer science. And I actually um, did some internships and some freelance work with ESPN Esports, um, got an internship with the Wizards, with their esports team, mainly on the production side of things, and also worked with like um, major league gaming, doing some hosting, some interviewing on that side. So kind of had my feet everywhere. And then I graduated, had no job like most people. <laughs> um, was literally trying to find work. So I saw and I really wanted to be involved with the NBA 2K League. I'm born and raised in Dallas, Texas. So I knew about Mavs Gaming, knew about Dimes, already watched everything and saw that the Mavericks were hiring a street team for their um, gaming team. So I was like, let me try to get in contact with whoever I can to get involved. So I started out as part-time all the way up until, I want to say, April of last year. So then I finally became full-time. I was When I started, I was literally like folding T-shirts and pushing a cart to the AAC from uh, the gaming facility in Deep Ellum. So it was just I a long journey. Do. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Whatever it takes, you know, to get to where you want to be. So thankfully at that point, um, Mavs Gaming coming into season two was looking for um, more hands on deck with content because season one's content was incredible. They worked really hard on it. So they needed some help. So I happened to have a degree in it, knew how to do it and was at the right place at the right time. So um, since then, I was a content uh, coordinator recently promoted to esports content manager so that's kind of my background um and mainly what i do for mavs gaming right now i'm um mainly managing the website also uh, co-manage the social channels with the rest of our team and also um work on our twitch channel a lot so 
whatever it takes, whatever we have to do to keep our content relevant and our team really relevant during this time has been um, my main priority. So, yeah. That is awesome. Your story is like the, the like Cinderella story of everyone that wants to work in, you know, social media and sports or sports in general. And it's really inspiring to hear, you know, you just kept fighting and kind of just kind of kept working and grinding until you got where you wanted to be and it always works out. Um, For sure. So, and, and like everything you talked about, um, Twitch and, you know, social and kind of the graphic, the design part of like video games, we're going to get into all of that because we want to hear what you have to say and pick your brain and things like that. And so the second part, um, you know, being a woman in the industry, you know, um, on our first podcast, we talked about like the common misconceptions about women in sports. We can only imagine how that's le- what that's like in the esports industry. Um, <laughs> so explain like explain what you've gone through and like your and any misconceptions there like we talked about in our podcast, but, you know, would love to kind of hear what you have to say about it, too. Sure. So I definitely think that there, like you said, there are so many misconceptions, especially when it comes to just video games as a whole, like even, um, not even just thinking about esports, just gaming in general, most people think of it as a male dominant hobby. Um, and of course, like not gonna lie, there are more men who do play video games, but there are plenty of women out there as well. So. Um, you know, just gaming for me growing up, I just played video games with my cousins and I still had dolls too and everything like that, like both hobbies. But to me, it's, it's not a gender specific hobby. It's just, if you enjoy something, then just be involved in it. And for me, you know, I think as a woman, I think it gives great perspective. Um, a lot of times when even, um, thinking about my journalism background, when I ask questions, I want to know, like, how did you feel about what it took? Like, not always, like, what exactly did you do? Like, breaking it down, like, just the X's and O's. Like, you really want to get in touch with, like, that side of gaming as well, because it's a, it's really mental. Um, so I, I take a lot of that into consideration when I do anything with our players and asking them the team questions or interviews, like really wanting to know like what went through their minds, not just the breakdown of it. And I think um, I always say this and I really believe that it takes like women like us who are in like the behind the scenes roles to really open up a lot of doors for other women to get involved in the space. Like, cause it takes mm. women at the top, like our leadership marshal, like yeah. her leadership, like it takes women like that behind the scenes to get more women who are able to do like more stuff and more opportunity. Cause you know, we're out here, like, we're not just like trying to get a seat, we're trying to like, you know, shake the table in esports, we're trying to shake it in sports. So I think that's like, really important. And that's just my take on it. And um, I can't wait to see more women in esports. I know there are a lot of women who game like me. So um, it's only a matter of time before we take over. Yeah. So where do you see the future of like women in the esports industry? I know you just mentioned like there are women, but like yeah. in five years from now, even like now compared to when you first joined the industry, like what's the women representation like? What is it? Yeah, I feel like the biggest opportunity for growth for sure for women is definitely on the competition side. Um 
we all know the NBA 2K League has made a huge initiative to make sure they have women development camps, making sure women are involved. The WNBA players also played in the three for all showdown. I think on the competition side, it's really important to see that representation because girls can game just as well as the guys can. So I think in five years or so, you'll start to see that pool and that field of talent grow significantly um, because we literally just started to scratch the surface. But I also think in terms of the business side as well. So even though I am the only woman on like Mavs gaming, just gaming specific right now, I think that like, and just as our league as a whole, like you'll see more and more women take on like general manager roles, hopefully in the future. Like I think mm -hmm. women can also break down strategy for um, the actual specific gameplay, especially those women like um, last year, Chiquita was in the league. I could see her being in a position of business because she's been involved with it. And maybe even though she decided to take a step back from gameplay, maybe there's insights that she could provide on the business side that people aren't necessarily necessarily thinking about so I think it's opportunities both on business and competition but I think in five years you'll see more of the pool of players grow from like a competition standpoint so that's so dope I mean so, that's actually so, go ahead oh sorry sorry um oh, sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you I just had I had a question because I remember Jordan like there so that was the girl that was the first girl in the 2k league last year right yes and so she she took a step back so now there's no girls in the 2k league anymore yeah there there were four women i three or four i can't remember the exact number that were also in the draft pool but unfortunately none of right. them were drafted, they didn't get so, drafted yeah there's yeah. no women in the league right now dang Darn you know, it. Take a step forward and then take a step back. <laughs> I know. We're going to go back. I think next year there'll be even more women. So. Okay, good. Hopefully. That'd be great. Yeah, okay, so this is actually a perfect transition point to like our next little segment about esports, like in the NBA and the 2K League overall. So me and Becca have a little bit of experience in the NBA 2K League because we were both involved. She was involved with Knicks Gaming, and I was involved, obviously, with Mavs Gaming Season One. And we have a few different like memories, and it's always been fun. It was during <laughs> the off season. Um, Becca, do you want to start? With the NBA? Yeah. So, <laughs> so like, so obviously, like the inaugural season. Uh, Liz and I both like ran the social media for our respective teams. Um, Nick's Gaming went on to win the championship. Yes, I, believe, I cannot believe that I was involved in this. Like, <laughs> I, I like, I wasn't, I wasn't even supposed to take on the like 2K social media in the first place. But as you guys know, like, you have to do what you got to do and what your ass does. So, um, yeah, like even when I was out of town or on a trip or whatever, I was still covering the games like off, off of Twitch and cutting the clipping, whatever, but I didn't have to travel. So, um, cause the games are in New York. So, you know, I just go across the bridge and, you know, record everything live. Super, it was super easy, but they kept winning. <laughs> and like, and like Giselle said, like this was in the off season. So, you know, you're like, this is cool and everything. And like, this is really cool to experience. And it's like very different. And like Jerry Ferrara from Entourage was like our creative manager. So he was at every game with us and it was so cool. And um, we actually did, we actually, um, there was a woman like in charge of, there is a woman now in charge of, um, her name's Claire Cato, her. Claire, yeah. She's in charge of, yeah, she's very well known around the esports um, community. She's amazing. And she's in charge of, 
like the everyday business operations. So she, you know, um, is leading that charge, which is so awesome. Um, but so, yeah, so the Knicks kept winning these games and it, it was supposed to end in like July or something. And we went on for like late August and they won the championship. It was actually so cool because it was like the first time it was ever happening ever. Um, and the guys were super excited. And, you know, these, I, it's so interesting because the personalities of all these players um, in the 2K league are so different, obviously from the NBA and you have, it's, you know, they want to do all of these things and they want to get exposure and play the game and show you how and like what they're doing. It's so interesting and it's so much fun because they're a little bit more laid back and they're a little bit more like energetic as well, like at the same time. And um, mm -hmm. so, yeah, I remember uh, we won the championship and we were all like shook, like shook about it. Like we like did not know like what was happening. And they, we like got the championship shirts and the hat and like all this stuff. And we went, we went up on the roof of the gaming facility and you could see like the whole New York skyline. I was telling Lizelle this, like we went up there and we like popped bottles and, and uh, <laughs> like of champagne. And there was like the trophy and everyone was taking pictures with it and like drinking at, drinking with it. And, and you could literally see like the whole New York skyline and it was so cool. And it was such a celebration. It was like winning the NBA championship. Basically. Yes. It was so crazy because you're working towards something and it was so much fun. Um, unfortunately I didn't get to do it for the next season. Um, they kind of like changed the leadership to Claire and she hired someone for it and they did an awesome job with the social media and covering and, you know, the media day for that kind of stuff is so much fun too. <laughs> like those guys are so funny, so interesting. And you can kind of take it a step further than NBA media day. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you could do that even more now, but yeah, just in my experience, it was very cool. It's something to put on the resume for sure, because this thing is evolving like crazy. Right. Um, and I, and I got to be a part of just a little piece of it. So very cool. And I know Liz like has some, uh, has some stories. Yeah. Oh you my know, God. It's a small world though. Actually, yeah. like my first freelance article I did for ESPN was actually on Yay Not Gaming, who was drafted by the Knicks. And I went to the draft. That's crazy. That's a small world. And I actually covered the finals game for the Knicks win too and freelanced it. So I like took a I took a train up from like DC and like went and covered it in New York. That's that's small yeah. world. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. That's so crazy. That's so awesome. I remember like I just remember how much of a whirlwind it was like going from a not so great NBA season and we were still in the regular season when the first ever NBA 2K yeah. draft like happened. And I remember they were like, Lizelle, like, we need you to go to New York and cover the draft. We have the first overall <laughs> draft pick. We already knew we were getting dimes, but it was like already a big deal that we were getting the first ever draft pick. And Adam Silver was going to be calling it. And we had a home game the night before. And most people that were going to cover the draft were already there the day before. And I was like, guys, I have to fly in the morning of. Like, I have to cover the game. Like, all the stuff like that. So I flew in. But it was raining, of course, New York. It was raining. <laughs> and my flight was delayed. I get an Uber. I get to the arena. I think it was Barclays. Or was it Madison Square? Barclays. No, Barclays. No, it's Madison Square. It was MSG. It was MSG. Okay, yeah. yeah. It was in Madison Square Garden yeah. where the draft was. And I, like, have my rolly bag. I, like, get there. I'm, like, trying to rush to oh, get no. in. 
And I literally miss our first pick because I literally see Adam Silver like walking down a hallway to enter like some side room. And I'm like, oh no, like I missed it. <laughs> yeah, because he only did the first one, right? Yeah, he, he only did die. Oh. Yeah, and then we had the so rest of funny. our picks. Yeah, we had the rest of our picks when we had one other pick. So I still got to like see a guy get picked and drafted. And it's just evolved ever since the first draft pick. And But yeah, like we had to fly up to New York every other week. We tried to schedule it with guys that, you know, we already had on our content team to just fly up there, cover it, all that stuff like that. Um, Three <laughs> Jordan days, but it was, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was a lot of fun. It was, I just remember going to the games and seeing them yell at each other and like get right. so into it. And I was just like, there's going to be a fight. There's going to be a fight. <laughs> <laughs> like, sitting in the front row and being like, oh my God, this is so much more intense than like a regular like basketball game. But <laughs> it was so much fun. Um, Jordan, so in case our followers don't know, can you kind of like explain what the NBA 2K League is? I know that we kind of just like dove into a bunch of stories and yeah. industry, but in case the followers <laughs> don't know. Sure, right. yeah. So the NBA 2K League is essentially, and I'm going to take Adam Silver's words here, it's the fourth league of the NBA. So basically teams of six are affiliated with each of the NBA NBA teams. Well, not all of them. I want to say it's 22, I believe, out of the 23 one of the teams is represented by an official esports organization. This for season three, um, Genji. And as I said, teams of six all play on the video game NBA 2K. NBA 2K is one of the, if not the most popular sports um, video game title franchise. And they have a specific mode that they play on. It's similar to the game mode called Pro-Am. It's just like regular basketball where you have five guys on the court at the same time. They have six um, for a person who needs to substitute in case he needs to come in. So um, basically that's what they do. They play games. They play against each of these other NBA 2K League teams. And I want to say it's six-minute quarters. The players, they have strats. They have coaches. They have everything to be successful. Um, last season, just want to brag on Mavs Gaming, you know, we had a 12-0 run, you know, we did really good last season, so it was, it was a huge season, um, unfortunately, we didn't win the title, but, you know, this season, we're locked in, you know, so. Doing it, doing it. (laughs) What are some differences you've even seen from, like, season two to this upcoming, like, season three, like, you talked about, you know, some, there's one team that's going to be represented by a different organization, or? Yeah, so it's actually like an esports organization. So they're Genji. They're gonna represent Shanghai because the league is very interested in being like international now. So they're gonna represent China. They drafted uh, one of the yeah. They drafted a player oh, wow. who is based out of the APAC region, um, which is really cool. So he's gonna be representing and. Um, I think that uh, some of the biggest differences right now from season two to season three, other than like this remote action right now, which yes. is just all interesting and we're all trying to figure this out. Um, I definitely think, huh, I'm trying to think without like hmm, the biggest difference I'm noticing Probably, I feel like all of the teams, our team hasn't, like, played in some of these, like, tournaments that, like, 
that have been like team run so far, but a lot of the teams seem fairly evenly matched. Whereas like in past seasons, there was a very distinct, okay, this, this team is obviously one of the best. This team is one of the best. Like everybody is very evenly matched. The field um, seems like it's very even. And um, also it feels like, um, defense is going to be a big part this year. I know in season one, I think a player scored like 80 points or 60. Like <laughs> it was crazy. Like one player. So that's not happening. I think games are ending with 60 points now. So. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Like season one, they were scoring like 100 points. Yeah. A game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like yeah defense has definitely stepped up. <laughs> defense. That's really, that's really cool that how it's, it's like evolving. every single day I I remember um going back to like obviously memories or whatever I remember in season one every game something was changing like they were like changing the physical game every single time yeah you weren't allowed to do this the next time and you weren't allowed to do this and the guys were getting super frustrated and (laughs) things like that so it's it's so crazy how that's I mean clearly it's still evolving um, yeah. Quick question. I know I'm going to mm-hmm. go on a tangent really quick, but um, what have they told you about? Um, I know this is season three and wasn't like it, it, it was like a three year contract, right? For the, for the, have they yeah. told y'all like what's going to happen? No, we haven't heard anything about it. I think um, season one teams can choose to opt in or mm-hmm. for fourth okay. or something like that. So, but we don't really, we haven't really gotten any information about it. Gotcha. 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 Yeah. But like you said, it's it's one thing about like esports that's also different from like the NBA. Also, of course, like it's obviously virtual, but like the <laughs> games always have like patches. So yes. Yes. esports titles, they drop some t- some leagues drop like a patch or two every other week. Thankfully, the NBA 2K League, I think they've only dropped like one patch in season for the season okay. I remember so far. But when those changes happen, you have to adjust and it really changes the landscape and how teams can be benefited and stuff like that. So totally. last year at um, we went to Vegas for the first time at the HyperX esports stadium they have out there. And one of the new rules they have was that you had to ban one of the builds because now teams can pick like a certain player that they want to play with certain build archetype that you you had option to ban it so most teams were all banning this defensive lock type of build so it it just (laughs) changed the strategy completely you didn't know until like moments before you had to step on the stage so it was like gosh whoa like you know so just those adjustments on the fly are really interesting and hopefully they incorporate more of those into season three too that's what's kind of crazy about 2k and just the esports industry in general is that there's these different types of modes that the players can play in so like you just mentioned there's archetypes in like kind of the different kind of person a player wants to be and I know from season one I remember dimes I think was just like a point guard like yes yeah and then there's like the defender and the center but like they can choose to play whomever they want and then they can switch it up like let's say one time dimes wants to play as a center or whomever and for people that don't know dimes is our first ever round draft pick he's still on the team now he's kind of like the face of our Mavs gaming franchise but that's what's crazy about it is that you can draft different players or different streamers per se and they can play different 
types of archetypes. And I think that's something that's really unique about 2K and just the gaming industry is you can change it up. Whereas, like, right. you can't see J.J. Barea being a center out there on the court <laughs> like that, you know? Yeah. Um, but, okay, so to transition to this kind of last little segment, um, we wanted to kind of just talk about marketing and, like, social media and esports in general, like, as a yeah. whole industry. I know for me and Becca, like, we kind of have to plan our tone and our voice and, like, the overall brand for like the Mavs on social, but we were wondering like what that was kind of like in gaming or just Mavs GG or, you know, anything that you've kind of gotten to experience as far as planning and what goes into that in esports. Yeah, for sure. So I think like for me, like definitely this, this time has been like a lot of learning because I didn't really like start being able, well, not being able to, but really posting and kind of like, hands-on with managing our socials um channels until like maybe november right around when we had our tournament um mm. so i've definitely taken this time to like learn and kind of consume a lot of our esports content i know i've already like been doing that anyway but i definitely feel like our audience likes a lot of stream clips stream highlights that's those are some of our most popular pieces of content that go out on any platform except maybe facebook facebook they like more of the long form more like well-structured videos things like that um but it's definitely a lot of learning for me um i think it's still you have to like lay it out like having a plan has been like very helpful like i really like using um planner in microsoft teams like it's really like structure it's kind of like asana but it's really like nice to be able to label like everything i want to go out and stuff but Definitely a lot of planning. Our audience on 2K loves Twitter. They are all over Twitter, like everything. If they think it, it's on Twitter immediately. Our players, like it's just out there. Like we've started yeah, Twitter's this series. Like the main, Twitter's like the main um, yes. platform, which is so nuts. Um, yes. Sports, because like for us, it's like mainly Instagram or all of them, obviously. But I remember mm -hmm. like, all the guys were verified on Twitter and then all their other, and they had like such big followings and, you know, they were always tweeting and always streaming and always tweeting about the streams and things like that. And we would post it. It was a Twitter first league. Yes. I agree. That way, right? Yeah. It is very much still that way. Like the players love Twitter. Like we've, we started doing a series called guess that tweet. And it's so yeah, funny for them to like, think about <laughs> like, okay, did I say that? Like, it's so funny seeing their reactions. Right. I think they enjoyed that one a lot. So we're probably going to like keep doing it, but it's, it's really funny to see how they react to stuff and everything and how engaged they are with not only each other's content, but also league content, like around team channels and everything like that. They engage with it, like they repost it, like some players from other teams kind of like jab at team accounts sometimes, which is funny. Yeah. So it's like, it's a lot of that in the league, which I like too. So there's a lot more personality, it seems like. Yes. All bets are off. For sure. <laughs> For sure. And like, really, I think a lot of it, too, is for our players, like they're still trying to learn how to also be like Internet stars. I, I hate to say Internet stars, but I don't really know a word. Influencers, maybe esports influencers. Um, this for a lot of them is like their first time, like with the NBA team. Some of them, it's their first job. So, mm -hmm. you know, like 
trying to teach them that. And um, we gave them like a content plan this year with their handbook to give us some tips like, hey, maybe post this amount of times per week on your channels. We'll reshare it on any channel you post it on. And um, also like if they want to do some YouTube videos, maybe this is how you do them. Streaming. Streaming is a big part of gaming now. So definitely helping them like learn more about streaming. Um, so it's a lot of that. Like they're trying to learn just like we're trying to learn about this esports space too. So it's always changing, seems like. Yeah. So I know I had a question um that we uh so like Twitch. Yeah. I, I have I have no idea how to like I I kind of learned how to cut the cut and clip the uh the plays from it, you know, when I had to and things like that. But how how do you use what like, please explain to our listeners what Twitch is. I'm sure they know because they watch, you know, other players kind of stream. But please tell us, like, how you prepare for a Twitch stream, what a Twitch stream is, like, you know, how, how the Twitch streaming popularity came about. Like, yes. it's, yes. such a, it's such a different world. And I yeah. just want to know, I want to dive into that because I just have no clue. Sure. So um, I love talking about Twitch. Um, Twitch is a streaming service. I like to think Twitch as less of a competitor with like Twitter and like Instagram and more of like Periscope, YouTube competitor, yeah. Mixer, also um, Facebook gaming. Um, basically, it's a platform where anyone, you and I, you don't even have to have a webcam, anything. If you have a gaming console, if you have a PC, you can stream on Twitch. It's just that simple. All you need is um, a streaming software and you can go live. So essentially, it's not just for gaming, though. It's also people do music, people do karaoke. Um, they have painting, art, all types what? of things. Yes, they have podcasts on Twitch, TV shows. What? Yes, you can it's do like any- a whole world. You could do anything as possible. <laughs> exactly. That, is, that should be Twitch's like tagline. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Bill so, us. <laughs> make sure you trademark that. So if they right. you up, you put it here first. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, that's basically what Twitch is. And um streaming on Twitch, it's it's pretty hard to, to get discovered if you're streaming in one of the more larger categories. So each game or each um uh, activity, I should say, is divided up into categories. So they have like a just chatting where if, like you and I were just talking right now here on a podcast, you can go under just chatting or you can go under talk shows and podcasts. They have categories for each of the games. So NBA 2K has a category. Most everyone has heard of Ninja and Fortnite. Yes. He's no longer yeah. on Twitch. He's on Mixer. But I would definitely oh, wow. attribute a lot of Twitch's success, and I think they would too, to Ninja's popularity. You know, he was on Time Magazine, like yeah. <laughs> on ESPN. Dinner. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like everyone knows who Ninja is. So, yeah. um, in all honesty, after he had that stream with Drake, that's when I remember Twitch kind of skyrocketing. Um, he played Fortnite with Drake, and maybe it was a little bit before that. I'm not exactly mm -hmm. sure, but I definitely think that stream, like, that saw the cross between gaming and, like, hip-hop culture, pop culture come together, and a lot more people just started streaming after that. Like, I remember there were esports uh, games on there, but 
everybody after that was streaming on Twitch and just going live. And it started out actually as a platform called Justin TV. And I don't exactly remember when they made the switch, but mm. a lot of the very popular streamers that were on that old platform are now partnered and huge streamers. Tim the Tap Man, Dr. Disrespect. It's 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 really a whole category of its own now. Like Twitch is everyone. I have streaming. no idea who those people are. Yes, they're <laughs> really big. They have millions of followers now. That so. is so crazy to me. Yeah. It's so interesting how, like, like you just mentioned with Ninja, and I remember, like, Ninja being popular and how, like, just overall, like, Fortnite competitions and all the different competitions and how these kids would win these competitions and win, like, millions of dollars. And they're, like, already an influencer. They've got sponsorship for, like, being really good at a video game. And I think that's one, yeah, that's one common misconception whenever I tried to explain the NBA 2K League the first season they're like so wait these guys get paid to play like 2K and I was like yeah they're like a professional gamer they're getting paid it's a whole separate league that the NBA is setting up in addition to the WNBA and the G League like for these guys to be like pros and they're like really serious about it and I think that also resonates in the esports industry as a whole from ninja way down like there's gonna be professional like players call of duty all the different like video games there's probably a pro team and a pro industry and you know like for in dallas we have like dallas fuel we have a bunch of different like pro what would you say they are pro like teams or yeah pro i would definitely just call them like pro teams for sure like yeah, lots of them <laughs> dallas yeah. they're saying like I read an article on ESPN that Dallas is like the second capital of esports. Of course, New York is still number one, or maybe it's LA. LA or New York is like number one, but Dallas is becoming number two because there's this hub of esports happening here. It's really cool. That's crazy. The future is bright for esports and gaming. (laughs) Yeah. So, so what are you? So I know you stream on Twitch, correct? Mm -hmm. So. What do you, what do you, so do you game? Do you do like podcasts or like tutorials or any, something like, what do you use it for mostly? Yeah. So mostly I game on Twitch. I've been thinking about doing like a weekly um, show on there though. Like I wanted to, I noticed that sports is becoming more of a topic on Twitch now. They're, they've been hiring people to do like more sports related activities. Not sure what they are, but um, I love talking about sports just in general. So I was thinking about doing like sports chat with my viewers like once a week, That's maybe because cool. they we, we like to talk about NBA anyway, because I mostly play NBA 2K. Um, I've been playing like this new game called Animal Crossing. Oh, I've Lord. heard much about Animal Crossing. <laughs> oh my gosh, I could talk forever. We could have another podcast about it. It's so much fun. <laughs> my island is coming together, you know. But um, it's it's really fun. So um, I I mostly game on Twitch, but I also um, have done talk shows before. Um, I did one in February on the front page of Twitch talking about like diversity in gaming and esports. Oh, so that cool. was that was really fun. So yeah, kind of dip into variety, I guess you say every now and then. Well, if you ever want to play Super Monkey Ball on Twitch, I'm down. I love that. I love <laughs> that sure. video game. It's like my favorite one. most definitely but another thing Lizelle brought up and it just um uh I just thought about it was you know you I see more companies also like 
like makeup industry is also starting to dab into like gamers which is really cool like for especially for female gamers because you know like a lot of people have heard of Pokimane. she's probably the number one um woman in gaming on twitch and she i just saw her get like a package for mac i think she just created her own makeup palette with a company Whoa. another Whoa. team called team dignitas they have a female um team that they have on their roster and they do like a beauty show i want to say on their team channel so it's it's really really awesome to see like that for women happening because there are a lot of like male driven like gaming companies but also like seeing like beauty industry getting involved with you know twitch too is it's exciting for me because i like wearing makeup so yeah, that's it's awesome. like maybe one day you know so for sure that's, awesome. that's what's that's what's also awesome about like the esports industry that also parallels like the nba i feel like there's a lot of different opportunities the nba isn't just about basketball esports isn't just about video games it's about trying to tap into the different industries the pop culture industry the entertainment industry the like makeup industry now from what you're saying so mm-hmm. it's just one industry that dives into a bunch of different industries and i think that's what's awesome about what the nba did in bringing the 2k league into existence so it's cool to hear that that's where it's gone and where it's going in the future definitely i agree 100 percent. okay well thank you thank you thank you jordan for coming on and being on our pod why don't you tell everybody what your twitter instagram twitch handle is just so that everyone that has those can follow you sure so my my twitter and instagram is at jordan curl it's spelled j-o-u-r-d-a-n-k-e-r-l twitch and youtube is miss jordy that's my gamer tag m-i-s-s-j-o-u-r-d-y so go follow me on those platforms make sure you follow mavs gaming as well at mavsgg on all social media channels thank you so much <laughs> of course thank you thank you thank you and uh make sure you subscribe rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcast and if you want just tweet us tweet at dallas mavs tweet me or becca or jordan if you have any questions or comments or concerns from today's pod uh, thank you for listening <laughs> and we'll see you next time. Thanks, Jordan. Thank you.